Hey, Chris. Yeah. I think it's time we up our game and maybe uh, class things up a little. What do you say? You know who you're talking to, right? I I think I'm giving you my best. I got, I got nothing else. Well, that's kind of the problem. So that's why we're going to bring on the guys from Between Realities Podcast. Is that okay? Yeah. Then we can keep phoning it in like normal. Oh, I love phoning it in so bad. Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Chris. I'm from Chuckhead Gaming. The guy waving there is Alex. I've got just Eva took my intro well. spot, Alex, Skiva, both you guys, dude. Guys I the VR grid over here. I see what's going on. I, I see the how the show is. started. We start the introduction started going. I started yeah, waving. It, I don't know, man. The intro, the whole intro has just absolutely gone to crap. <laughs> but if I, I mean, we haven't even mentioned Ryan yet. So there's Ryan, by the way. I introduced myself. Thank you very much, Chris. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, if you guys haven't, uh, if you guys haven't noticed already. Ryan and I decided that we needed to uh, up our game as a podcast, and that wasn't going to happen with the two of us. So we decided we'd just bring in a better podcast. Ah. We've got the veterans in, guys. If you haven't watched them yet, they are between realities, and uh, they are kind of... You're one of the OG VR podcasts, so we're really honored to have you guys on. You do good works. Wow. The other thing is, is we always kind of identified, I think, the most with what you guys were bringing to the scene and the fact that like you would take a deep dive and like, just like really interesting conversations and not just news. the daily news and, you know, not just the fluff. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we love that though, because it's like, it's the stuff that like, I don't know. I mean, we're not just in VR because we want to shoot things like there, It's important to all of us. And so I just always really kind of gravitated towards what you guys had to bring to the table. And for those of you who, watch us and haven't watched them um just think of like a classier version of us it's it's, it's, it's a smarter show are, it is a smarter are, show smarter. <laughs> i was trying not to say it but it just is Dude, um, okay well let me yeah. let me say first of all guys it is it's an honor for me to be here i, I think i've mentioned to the to this uh i think i've mentioned this to both of you guys before but um you know Shughead and ryan were like my first two vr youtubers i watched i think you guys are like my first two subscriptions honestly because psvr was the only vr that i had available to me at, at, the, at the time and you guys were giving shit away for free so uh, <laughs> that pulled me in. It worked. You it know, worked. it did. It did. It was like, oh, wow. Like if I subscribe, I can get free copies for games that to this amazing VR thing. So I started following you guys. And did um, you win anything? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, nice. think, I've, I think I've won nice. stuff from both of you guys, actually. So <laughs> it's been awesome. Um, yes. So it's it's a huge honor. And, uh, you know, I think I speak for Skiva and I um, when I say that it's it's crazy for you to say something like, you know, the OG VR podcast and stuff like that, because I almost still feel like we're kind of still getting into things and still getting up and running, you know, we're certainly not where we want to be. And, uh, you know, we have been inspired by people who are doing similar shows, um, or I shouldn't I don't know about similar shows, but VR podcasts anyway, um, before, before we started doing ours and ours kind of derived out of just like backyard conversations, you know, like, because we have the, uh, the advantage of living near each other. Isn't that right? Skiva? That's correct. Yeah. We, Skiva's like process of elimination. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only one around, so you know. 
He was a good choice. That's yeah. actually how you guys explained to yeah. me how you met. <laughs> well, we, well, so yeah, so so that is, I mean, in a way, I guess that is kind of true. I mean, but Alex, you know, I love you, brother. But uh, but yeah, no, we I started a subreddit called VRNAZ because I wanted to like really get into like um, uh, bringing our quests places and playing with like all kinds of people and large spaces and then and we got had our like first get together and Alex was the only one that showed up. So from there, we just started hanging out with the two biggest VR fans in Arizona, and um, yeah, and, we and, then, the, and then the friendship goes from there. Yep. yep, and that's very similar to us. I mean. Um, we live close to each other and it was funny. We went back to, uh, I went back to one of our very first Twitter conversations, which was like in 2018, I think. And we were in a PSVR Twitter group and I was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to play uh what the heck was it? Bravo team. Bravo team. I think. Yeah, it was. And I was like, Hey, do you want to just play co-op? Like, I mean, like we kind of realized that we kind of had a sense of humor and I was funny because I was reading that Twitter conversation and like the next day after we played to each other, I was like, that was really awesome, man. I had a really good time talking VR with you. We should think about doing a podcast one day. So and two years later, it took some time, but <laughs> boom. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, you know, it's kind of fun how that all works out. Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us guys. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, for those of you watching, let's get into the topic here. Um, Ryan will bring it up, but I just want to preface this with the fact that, this is an important topic, I think, for the community. It's one that's been flying around, but I I did feel like this was a conversation that was really appropriate to bring in you two guys as well, because um, as I said, it's an important topic, and I think that different points of view on this, especially from, you know, four kind of enthusiasts, I think is, is, is going to be an interesting conversation. So, Ryan, what is the conversation? VR is dead, or at least AAA VR is dead. Um, I mean, we've seen these headlines, or at least VR is dead countless times, but this year specifically, it was AAA VR is dead. And this comes on the heels, obviously, of um, the Quest dominating the market. Um, Oculus stepping back from PC gaming with, um, I mean, they announced and then delayed their uh, Lone Echo 2. And that was kind of, that was the harbinger. This is like, this is the last game funded by Oculus for PC. After that, it's all Quest related. And obviously, we've seen um, development from bigger publishers and everything else just really back off. Like, just the AAA is gone. So, um, Carrying with it the message of AAA VR is dead is kind of the concept of like, like VR is dead. And um, I kind of want to just like, is it is kind of like really the question here. And I mean, I can honestly say it's not, but I can totally see why we are in a weird, weird place. I've said it on this episode before or this um, show before. It's been like a coasting year, even like a reset year for VR. And we're definitely seeing that. Um, but, you know, does that mean like we're, we're, you know, for the next year, we're just stuck playing you know, quest versions of games or smaller games, or, you know, is this just like a little bit of a break and then, you know, AAA will be back soon enough. I mean, this is the conversation is like, is, is AAA VR dead or is it just like waiting? I guess. Now, <laughs> I before know. you guys answer that, I want to ask both of you individually. Um, Alex, you can go first. How do you feel about the state of VR gaming right now? In today, Today, I feel like we are in a little bit of a lull. I feel like we're in a downswing right now. I feel like we're in a valley on the on the graph, personally. That's how I feel right today. Steve, how about you? So I actually feel like um and, and you're not you're talking about VR as a whole, correct? VR gaming. Just VR broad, game. yeah. I think we're in, I think we're in a great place to be honest with you. I mean, we don't have the the banger after banger that that's been coming out 
recently, but we're kind of in between some headsets here too. We're kind of mid-generation on some stuff, right? So, you know, I think we got, uh, we have like somewhere around six to 8 million quests out there, right? Which is the gateway drug because no one wanted to be like, hmm, I think I'll buy a $2,000 PC and a $1,000 headset just to see if I like this, right? So now people are hopping into quests and uh, they're catching the bug, man. So I don't know. I think we're in a good place. And I, I mean, agree, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say, I agree with Ryan. Um, and he's been very vocal about this. And I think that Ryan's take on this actually kind of takes what both of you have said and kind of, I think puts them into the same kind of line of, of reasoning in the fact that Ryan's kind of like, this is kind of like a coasting year. Like we've also, we've said it's almost like a reset year. Like PSVR kind of was like, here's accessible VR for a certain amount of price and mm-hmm. you'll get all these great experiences. And it like kind of worked, but expectations were not met. But then you had PC that was just like amazing premium VR. Um, but it was like, but the barrier to entry was really high because of the price. And so it was this weird place of like the PSVR is not lighting fires under people like we thought it was, but the PC, it's, which is more in line with what people's expectations were, is just really expensive. And then it's like, I feel like t- it's 2016 all over again. The quest is like, let's try this again. Here's accessible yeah. VR, but premium VR, I feel like still pc right now but i feel like right now premium vr has kind of dropped off and that yeah, to, it, to, okay i'm cutting you off you're done we, we get it yeah, you're saying uh but to skiva's <laughs> point to skiva's point there like you know it, it is you know the definitely the the adoption of vr has never been higher but you know we're also seeing now these stats coming out where you know these people who buy the quests are now transitioning to pc six months down the road seven months down the road where they're basically getting sick you know like the quest store is admittedly you know we said before on the show i'll stop saying the show we've said it before but i mean the quest doesn't have many bangers like there isn't anything on the quest specifically that's like this is why you own a quest you own a quest because it's that all-in-one headset that can play a lot of stuff but if someone wants to play half-life alex or you know any of the bigger games at all it just can't i mean the best things it has are sniper elite and um walking dead states and sinners and the fact that quest is running those things is amazing it's mind-blowing it's it's awesome to show my buddy sniper elite vr and it look as good as it does on the quest and i say on the quest because even on the pc and playstation you can just tell the game was like designed with the quest in mind it doesn't look mind-blowing it's not medal of honor crazy visuals which sniper elite they're not it's not known for its crazy visuals but it's known for typically better quality than what we got in vr um and you were like I said, we're just seeing this everything is so quest focused I, I it comes to me i mean going back to um 2016 about playstation when i bought my pc I bought my PC to play the best, you know, Half-Life Alex. obviously, is what we're talking about here as far as, like, the pinnacle of what VR can do visually. And um, now, like, I, you know, I see, I follow these, you know, all these social media places and, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, what are you rocking, a 2070? Oh, I'm rocking a 3080. And, like, what are you playing? Well, everyone's playing old games because there's nothing new coming out. Nothing new that pushes VR forward. Like, we're, we're just, it just feels like we're stuck right now. Like, we're just stuck in this just, like, all right, I guess we just keep winning. I mean, as you know, as, 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 as I'll stop talking in a second here, and let you guys talk. But um, please, if I was a PC gamer in 2021, like PC VR gamer, and like I bought all this stuff, and I'm just playing games that are a year, a year or more older because there's just nothing coming. It's just it's kind of depressing. I mean, yeah, like that's kind of where I stand. It's just like, like this is this is it. Like, I I gotta, I gotta wait until hopefully next year when things turn around. Yeah, you know, I 
I'm personally, I, I guess, you know, like my, my main perspective is mine, right? So I should probably draw mostly from like my own experience when weighing into this conversation. But when I discovered VR, it was like, I haven't, I had, I mean, it was Nintendo 64 moment, you know, like mind melting, like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever, you know? And I rode that wave for a long time, you know, maybe like two years where like every time I'm putting the headset on, it's just amazing. And I mean, I remember using the internet for the first time, right? Just like doing a Google or, you know, whatever, a GeoCity search or whatever it was back then was amazing. Like I could spend all day doing that, but eventually you get used to the internet, you kind of work it into your life. And that's kind of where I found myself where like, now I can just throw the quest on. Oh, now I'm in another reality and I'm doing the thing. I jam on it for a little while. Cool. Headset comes off. I didn't have this like, oh my fuck, mind blowing experience because at this point it's kind of acclimated into my life a little bit. But those two years where it was just the most insane thing that I could even imagine um, was enough for me to like push things. You know, I got behind the VR bus and I pushed it with both hands really, really hard. And don't get me wrong, I'm still back there and I'm going to continue to push the VR bus. But it's not the same energy or fervor, is it? You know, it's not like this shit just came out yesterday. So at this point, we've kind of been waiting as the enthusiast for that like next big thing to hit. And to Ryan's point, we're not getting it. There's, it's like we were the first people to buy the automobile, you know, like those were like really fancy, like almost pieces of art, you know, and like they're unobtainable by most people and the roads aren't necessarily built for cars because only a handful of people have them. Well, now they're like mass producing like Dodge Neons or, you know, Geo Metros or whatever you want to call it. And everybody's filling the roads with those right now. And we're all like, oh, cars are dead. Well, high-end cars are dead. There you go. You know, it's not that. We're just getting people behind the wheel. And it will, it's a lull period, you know. Once everyone learns how to drive and they realize, oh, wait a second, those cars do X, Y, and Z that my car doesn't, then maybe people will start to find where their car is along that line. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's an interesting place because it's like – we often hear, and I and I'm I'm one to say this as well. You know, we have to remember, especially as influencers or inf- or uh, you know, or I refuse to go. I know, no, no, no. or enthusiasts, or reviewers, <laughs> or whatever so you want to, whatever you want to refer to, to um, those of us in the community that are talking on YouTube about it. It's like it is everybody's first time. You know, like there's a lot of people getting a quest, and they're having that two years of holy holy fuck moments that Alex is talking about that we've all had. And I too feel kind of jaded. It's it wasn't until I put on half-life Alex where I was like, Oh my God, like, Holy shit. This is gorgeous because it did raise the bar. And then like two weeks later, I was like, <laughs> yeah, but, but what I'm getting at is that like, I'm seeing this weird place with all, all of us um, and in this kind of community of influencers where we have played this for, you know, five years, four years. And I do feel like what you just made me think of it is there's a bit of a sense of like, we're having a hard time staying enthusiastic. Like, it's like, there is that, like, even Nathy's like, God, is this what VR is right now? Like, even like Nathy, like, like just, I love everything. Nathy is like, kind of like, getting a little tired that nothing cool is coming out 
And it's kind of, I feel like it's in a weird place because there's like, we know that there's millions of brand new Quest headset owners that are just as excited as we were. But your, but like your, your influencer community is kind of like, <sighs> yeah, there's another Quest game. Right. I'm not even sure that everyone is as excited as we were. And I think that that's also a little bit of what I was trying, a, a point I was trying to make. It's like, I expected every single person to have their minds melted when I put a VR headset on them. You know, like it blew my mind so hard that I thought everyone was going to have that experience. And it didn't take me long to realize that not everyone meets it with that level of enthusiasm, period. Like some people, they throw the headset on, they're like, okay, cool. And I was like, what do you mean it's cool? Like, that's the coolest thing ever. It's not just cool, you know? And I think there are some people who will see VR as like a means to an end. You know, they don't see it as this like transformative technology and probably won't anyway until, you know, the next iteration comes along, you know? But uh, I don't think that there are that many people who are like being born into the VR space. Like they are, they are but they're not, I don't know how many of them are going to be as vocal as we've been um, over the past few years. You know, guys, we're early adopters. Like that's a, that's a thing for a reason. That's that's a yep. reason that whole term has been coined, right? Yep. Like if you look at if you look at how many hundreds of millions of Playstations have been sold and hundreds of millions of Xboxes, does that mean PC gaming is dead? No. <laughs> that's the high end experience, right? That's that's the people who love it so much that they're going to sh- spend the money for it. The problem, obviously, with VR is you can't just walk up to a screen, right, and kind of see it and go, "Oh, okay, I get it." Like you got to like strap this thing to your face, yeah. kind of figure it out, and be like, "Oh my god," right? So like we are we are getting there. It just so happened the industry had to take a step back in order for it to take a couple steps forward, and that's completely normal in any infancy of of an industry. Um, people don't get it until they do. And then, and then it's on like Donkey Kong, right? Because- I mean, I do think to, like Alex is saying, I do think some of the problem of say of, and in my personal, uh, experience, I love putting people into VR. I call it VR raping them, but <laughs> I <laughs> can't edit it out now, Ryan. <laughs> it's I a know, right? great way to refer to it, <laughs> but sometimes that's what it feels like though. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure well. all, they're going I'm sure, in. Seriously, like, come on. You can't tell me you didn't have like friends or family over. You're like, come on up here. I want to show you something. They're like, oh, is it VR? Yeah, just get up here. Put this on. Trust me. No doesn't um, mean no. Yeah, it really doesn't. But uh, but you know what? Uh, I feel like there is an expectation thing. And I feel like for us, maybe it's a, it it's an expectation thing. Like I put on my PSVR. I jumped into Eve Valkyrie and I was just... <laughs> Like, okay, childhood Chris, just like, this is it. I'm done. Everything else of this is icing on the cake. And I, but I, I would put friends in it and they'd be like, this isn't, you know, this isn't Call of Duty or whatever, you know, kind of like, blurry. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> and like, oh and these God. controllers and like, especially if you're a PSVR guy. And it's just like, I had so many friends, gaming friends who said, it's not there yet for me. Um, well, and I wonder what the tip with like as far as the quest goes. And Alex said it too. Like we, you know, we put these headsets on, and you know, we're early adopters enthusiasts who played, our, you know, arguably on bigger, you know, the, the headsets as far as PS4 and, and and PC, or PSVR and PC, and we had those OWL moments because those OWL moments were exactly that. It was it was crazy seeing what we were seeing. The quest just doesn't do that. So I wonder 
you know, we're seeing mm. this now where, where you know, these people who lose it, lose interest in, in, in VR or in the quest because it's just the old wow factors just aren't there. It just, you know, Saints and Sinners just isn't that impressive on the quest. It's, a you know, it's like I said, it's crazy. It's on there and it looks good for a quest game, but it's not like, oh, I'm in the land of the walking dead. You can see all mm-hmm. the shortcuts they took to like get this thing on there. And, you know, Beat Saber looks all right. You, these other games are super hot, but they don't look... There's enough stripped back to get things to work on the quest where I think that wow factor is diminished. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know e, the e Valkyrie that blew our mind five years ago, I mean, the quest doesn't have, you know, hope and a prayer of getting anything even close to that five years later. So those out moments, those oh wow moments rather that for us just might not exist on the quest, like just period. It just doesn't have that oh wow factor because it, otherwise you're just basically putting people in VR like strip back there's your, your job simulator is like that's the best thing you get because and then you know that's not like oh my god this is crazy you're just like in a cartoon world messing around like where's our you know the half-life alexes the rogue the squadrons rogue Squ- or star wars squadrons you know the blood and truths all those like oh wow moments in vr to me just don't happen on the quest man that's such an interesting point because it's like the question that i that like that beckons to me is to what to what uh level is graphical fidelity like crucial when it comes to creating a um, an immersive experience? Because I had my mind blown by Superhot on the PSVR. I, that's where I played it, sure. But like simplest graphics ever. But the trans, like the the ability that VR has to like take you out of one room and put you into another, regardless of how beautiful those graphics are, is, is like is the wow factor moment for me. You know, like. It was Rec Room, high-fiving someone in Rec Room and having the haptics of the controllers translate. That's what blew my mind. That was the first real, oh my God, I can't believe I'm living in the future moment. And it was Rec Room. It looked like shit. So I think it comes down to the individual, right? And and maybe what their intentions are and what their capability is. I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to make a sound, but like, I think we're cooler because we like VR, you know, like we have an ability to understand something about what's happening there that maybe these people don't, you know, maybe they're like not as smart as us or something. I don't know, you know, but like they don't like they're not seeing it, you know, and there's something truly magical there. And I don't necessarily think you need amazing graphics to to grasp that. Let's no, I'm, I'm not saying you, oh, sorry, I'll, I'm not saying you need that amazing graphics, but I think it's a big, big factor as far as especially first impressions. Like Rep right. was not your first impression in VR. That was years down the road. So for, you know, if I'm putting a friend in VR, you know, I, I want to blow their minds. And I just don't think the quest has that blow your mind capability, at least as far as a brand new person in VR. I mean, you're not going to throw your friend in Rec Room and be like, go. You know, I would. I would because it's multiplayer. And because I'm sharing space with someone, there they are. There's their avatar. It's represented. Oh my fuck, you just high five someone in virtual reality. Like that to me is mind blowing, period. Like it do, you don't need great graphics or beautiful avatars for that I to think- melt my brain. Also, you, Ryan and I might be bringing the, intro, the introvert perspective to that because oh, the idea of jumping into a social app like Rec Room, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> people. <laughs> And talk, I don't want to talk. No, I want to shoot things. I don't want to talk so to people. Maybe, maybe it's on us to set the expectation, right? Because what's happening here is people are expecting Half-Life Alex type games to run on a cell phone. If you saw Half-Life Alex running on a cell phone, you'd be like, what is happening? This isn't even the right dimension I'm in, yeah. right? It's a cell phone is all it is, right? It, like that you put on your face. So so let's let's look at it this way. Out of the hundreds and hundreds of millions of consoles that have sold, 
How many of those people have gone to PC gaming? Not half, right? There's been about 6 yeah. million quests sold, right? And 3 million of those are plugged into Steam right now. That's an insane conversion rate. That's better than almost anything else in Which gaming. Which no one talks about. That's impressive. That's amazing. That's an amazing yeah. stat. Yeah. But, so, I mean, I, I think maybe we got to set that expectation, right? Because these people know, they're like, oh my God, what, what I just did is on a cell phone on my face. I, I can't even imagine what this would be like on like a, on a high end gaming PC. Right. So they, so they plug it in, but I mean, it takes, it takes a lot. It's not, you don't just plug it in and all of a sudden there you are. Right. It's like, it's not a super easy thing for someone that's not a tech enthusiast. Right. They have to know, or someone that knows a lot about computers, right. They have to figure it out. And, and just the fact that like 3 million people have is, is pretty freaking mind blowing to me. Dude, you know, those people have seen, or, or they get it a little bit more, you know? Yeah. I, it's, I like, I feel like the, the non-tech enthusiasts out there in the world have seen so much fucking sci-fi and played and like seen so much like TV and shit that they think things are further along than they actually are, yep. you know? Like, so they expect the, when you put the headset on for it to be like upload on Amazon, you know, like that's, Hey, I saw that movie. That's what it is. Right. That's virtual reality. And then they put the headset on and it's nothing like a Pixar movie. They just watched and they're like, Oh, what the fuck? I thought this was going to transport me to a new universe. And it's like, dude, like how out of touch are you with like the reality of what technology exists you know like i think people's expectations of vr when they hear it are oftentimes like insanely dramatically and totally unrealistically inflated oh and we've talked about that on the show like i said and i said earlier expectations i think that almost everything we're talking about comes down to an expectation thing um i get so irritated with the Oculus commercials. They stopped doing them. Me too. They Let's see what you got, that. Oculus. God. And then Bring they show like CGI animation that's amazing. I mean, unpopular opinion, but Ready Player One's probably done more damage for the VR industry than it's actually helped it. Mm -hmm. um, one could argue just by setting unrealistic expectations, but I think a lot of that has more to just to do with that. Like the average person, including some VR friends that I have, just do not understand how taxing VR is on hardware and why can't you just push a button and make these games in yeah. vr for me click click vr mode and then all our all our old games right. are in vr yeah. and well, and i mean i i guess right. it's in a sorry and go ahead let's, let's <laughs> think about it in this way too not only not only is the taxing on the hardware but like you gotta like if you're a gamer let's i don't want to like i don't want to insult all the gamers out there but i'm gonna right so yeah. I feel like they're not watching <laughs> people like to sit on the couch throw their feet up, grab a controller and, and mind numbingly play call of duty and die and respawn and die and respawn. People don't want to do a workout every time they do a video game. Right. So it, that's part of the problem there. Right. It's like, you gotta, you gotta move your body. You gotta like, you're, you're doing a lot of physical activity, which is, which is another thing. And, and another reason why I think that the numbers are very impressive for what they are, you know? Well, it's probably why it's finding, uh, the quest has found quite a bit of success in the fitness market in the fact that the people who say gravitate towards wanting to do VR are obviously not opposed to moving. Um, you know, but as, as much as I'm, you know, I would put myself up there with any of the biggest VR fans out there. And there are quite a few times where I'm like, I'm just going to play my PS five. I just mm -hmm. don't want to do it. I just, I just, 
it I don't want to have to move my arms. Um, and that's the thing. But I, you know what? I feel like that's almost beside the point in this conversation because it's like that's never going. You can't change the fundamentals of VR. And the fact is, is that part of the immersion of VR and the part of the reason you have to want to do it is to be in it and move in it. And and that's mm-hmm. just part of the appeal. I think we're we're in this interesting point, though. I wanted to go back. You're talking about the conversion rate and that I hadn't heard that. That's amazing. But it's also concerning because right now it's like when you look, we look into the into the next, like, say, year, it's like, where are these people that have their quests? What are they going to play? I mean, yeah, there's this amazing catalog of untapped games like holy crap. But still, when nothing new is being talked about and when everything's going to the quest first and it's like it i can understand taking it back to the original um point of the conversation i can understand why this premium vr is dead or vr is dead because people don't see they don't see light at the end of the tunnel they don't see a way forward i see the psvr too and i don't know how you guys feel about that oh yeah that's i agree with you i drop the mic bro Look, we got Sony, who is a multi-billion dollar company, right? That are going to be pushing all of these companies to go VR hybrid with this new console, right? We have Oculus by Facebook, who is a multi-billion dollar company. Next year, we have Apple, which is a $3 trillion company. Like these people see, they know, right? They know what's going to happen. It takes a very long time. Like what is how long does a AAA title on average take to make? Right, two four, three years, four, easy four years even. Yeah, with a massive team, right? So all of these all of these studios have been kicking back while all the indies have been busting their butts, right? Kind of watching to see what's going to happen. They know now <laughs> this stuff is coming. It is definitely coming, but it takes time. You know what I mean? We got like, you don't, you don't get companies like, like Apple and Facebook and, and all of these mecca, mecca enterprises that are just going to drop all this money for no reason. They know what's going to happen. They know there's going to be a return. It's coming. We're just in a little bit of a lull because we had, we had this time where, where we had to test the waters, right? Now everyone is making quest titles because that's where the money is. It's the only place that the money is currently, but that's changing. It's slowly changing. Um, and companies like like Sony are really going to help by introducing some of these bigger AAA companies um, into creating their first hybrid VR experiences, right? So I think um, I think all of this, I think we're headed in a really good direction. So, I mean, we've been dancing around this now for half an hour, this topic of premium VR being dead or AAA VR being dead. And so far, we've reminisced about the past and we've you know talked about like what's potentially coming. But as far as the current day, like, is it dead? Like, is is AAA VR currently basically dormant? Um, oh, I lost. Can you talk? Someone else talk? Greetings. Oh, there we go. I lost Skiva for a second there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I we, my, I, yeah. My, my bad. Oh, yeah. sorry. It's just hibernating. It is hibernating. For a minute. It's not going to take long. I'm telling you. No, I, that's how year, I feel. Yeah. Maybe two years and we're going to start seeing these bangers. Well, coming out. here's the thing. We say it's hibernating. But I feel like there's like you've got like Sony companies and other developers behind the scenes going <laughs> because like it's in it's it's just more of I think just the way things timed out. Like I feel like I have said that I think that the quest itself 
would not have been the success it is if Sony had not done the heavy lifting for the accessible, like getting accessible VR and on people's radars. I feel like PC has always kind of PC VR has always stood as kind of like this, like pinnacle of like this is what this is what you guys could be playing, but only for a select few. And like when I got a PC, finally I was like, "Yeah, it's lonely up here, man." But it's like I I've always said I never see I do I never see PC VR becoming like really successful and really taking off and really moving the needle. I just I think the barrier is. Like you gotta have a two thousand dollar PC, you gotta have a six hundred dollar headset, and I just I don't see that that's where VR is going to be become mainstream. It's going to become console standalone. And I think what's so exciting for me with the PSVR two is I feel like you're gonna have your standalone VR, and that's obviously gonna keep getting better. But in the meantime, PC's got some friends now because I feel like you're gonna have finally developers are gonna be like, okay, here's premium VR. It's on the PSVR two. And it's on the PC. I think that's when you say the hibernating, especially like as it relates to PC VR, which is what people have been talking about. I feel like Sony is uh, getting into the premium game side of things is really important. The other thing that I think people need to remember is that Facebook, they own Oculus and it's like their priority is not making games. They want your data. And they want to make horizons and they want to become like the VR social network. Sony wants to make games. Yeah, so it sounds to me like we're all kind of in agreement here that, I mean, we're really kind of waiting on Sony to kind of make the next big move that kind of bolsters the industry up again. So, and, you know, from what I can gather and what I can guess, um, it sounds like the PSVR 2 is more than likely like a year away from right now, give or take a month or two. And um, that ain't a PC. No, just say <laughs> dude, the PS5 is very close to a PC. Um, but it I, ain't. Oh no, I'm gonna argue that in a lot of ways it's faster. It has direct memory yep. buses from the hard drive directly into the memory. There are some sick things about that PS5 that could probably outperform my I computer with a 30. So not arguing the SSD that. alone. The SSD alone is a killer because like like we said before, like you like game developers on the PC side of things cannot count on everyone having an SSD. If you're making a PSVR game. Everyone has an SSD. But here's here's why why here's why I said that. It's because it's the closed ecosystem. It's the Sony ecosystem. It's the yeah. console. It's the the connectivity of the community. Like PC doesn't have any of that shit. PC, you have to check your graphic settings. You have to install to the right folder. You know, like there's a lot of that stuff that happens on PC that console gamers choose console to avoid. It's intimidating. And, Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is why this is why PlayStation has outsold in PC gaming. This is why Xbox has it, Xbox is Microsoft. If if that were if if it were going to be PC all the way, Microsoft already has their software in almost every single computer on the planet. Right. It's all about consoles. You got to buy that little box, plug it into the TV, turn it on, and have it work because that's what the general populace needs in order for something to become popular. Right. So so. We we're in a we're in a place right now where it, it is just a little bit of a lull because I'll tell you what's going to happen. PC VR is going to make a huge comeback, and I'll tell you why. Because eventually, your headset, your Quest, is not going to be doing the processing, right? When when Wi-Fi six E and five G is everywhere, I'm telling you, man, you're going to have server farms at Oculus and server farms at HTC, and they're going to be rendering all of these high end games and streaming them to your headset. None of the processing is going to be done on those little shitty chips anymore. This is the way it's it's going to go. Like I would bet my 
freaking nuts we on know it. we're all headed totally to a cloud-based gaming yeah. future in some ways but we had uh we had um sadly it's bradley on here and he um definitely reads a lot of the patents and one of the things that he's strongly predicting is that the um the steam deck a lot of that tech is probably going to end up in the steam uh not steam sorry in the valve index too because he does not see it being he doesn't see it being a standalone headset but he also doesn't see it being a headset that's just a screen he sees it having some computing power and then there's a collabor there's a handshake there of leveraging you know but both a PC and the headset tech. So that's, I see that being another, another way that they're going to kind of maybe bridge the gap until we get to that point where, Hey, it's just like you just plug into a server and you're playing whatever you want to play. Um, I think that's an important thing. I mean, back to Alex's comment where I see the PS five being a very interesting VR system is that, um, and honestly, I feel like, PC could get itself into a weird spot where it may not be the best VR experience in this. I just, I just see some like when I like look at a bunch of things lined up in tech wise. It's like okay, so here's a PS5. Every single person has a PSVR2. That that their whatever's running their VR has an SSD, and all the developers know that, and they can leverage that, and they can stream things in real time. Plus, you got a headset that's got eye tracking, and every headset has eye tracking. And they know that. So now they can use foveated rendering. And like I just feel like there's and then you got the new Unreal Engine that's like literally designed around like just like prioritizing assets and streaming things off SSDs in real time. And I'm just like, what could you get away with on the PS5 when you're only rendering certain parts and you've got the tech to do that? And the PC side of things can never count on people having that headset with eye tracking and that SSD and or at least not anytime soon. So it's going to be the quest all over again. Like all everything that the PC has been doing for the last two years is going to slowly funnel down to the PlayStation VR. Like we've talked about it multiple times mm-hmm. saying that we think that we wouldn't be surprised if Half-Life Alex was a launch title. Oh, that's what I, we said that too. Totally. You know, it's like, because it's so fucking good and this will be a game that people will be playing for the first time having this like mind blowing VR experience, but it's going to be, four years after it came out, five years after it came out. You know what I mean? It's like we're NASA with our VR headsets and our computers, you know, like NASA had the shit that we are using on our PCs today, like 20 fucking years ago, you know, like they've been using all kinds of amazing stuff, but that hasn't made it to the general public. So it's probably going to be a similar situation where all of a sudden PSVR um, two, we start to see all of these awesome PC VR games that people didn't have access to before. Um, I see Nintendo doing something ex- exactly the same thing with the Switch, where they have released so many games that were released on the on the Wii U to a brand new audience because the Wii U wasn't in houses and the Switch is. Which is what they're doing, yeah. I see the Sony uh, side of things being exactly what you said. Like I, this is, I foresee the launch being a combination of amazing pc titles that finally get a chance to make it to the masses yeah <laughs> oh, i really do i mean valve has kind of said like we're totally down with the ps5 mm-hmm. um i also think at the exact same time that you're right it's you're going to get this quest thing all over again where these great titles get shuttled down i think the difference is is that i think you're going to see some first party titles say like insomniac i bet you they're working on a vr title they did it in the past and i'm at, i just think you're going to see this thing where sony's going to be like Here's a first party title. 
that's just going to blow everything away that you've played. That's definitely because, because we're taking advantage of every all the all the things there. And it's going to be a weird thing because I think you're going to see like, yeah, there's some great PC titles, but here's some titles you really have not played yet. If GTA you know, X doesn't come out on the PS5 and PSVR 2, I'll swallow my tongue. I Like, I am positive. If what doesn't, sorry? GTA 6, I guarantee. Uh, all these these bigger titles, I guarantee you Sony's been, been uh, talking to these guys and negotiating this stuff for a very long time. The development cycles, they've been working on it. It's It, it takes time, right? They're still trying to get enough chips out the door to sell playstations in mm-hmm. general you know what i mean we're in we're in a, a weird time in history where where people a lot of people got sick and a lot of people and it just halted the production of so many different things and that's one of one of the reasons as well why we're in this lull right we're in an unprecedented time where devs haven't been able to be as productive people haven't been going into the office you can't get headsets valve's been sold out of the index for years and years it's <laughs> it's absolutely bananas I think yeah. a Call of Duty title would just make VR mainstream overnight. Oh, yeah. I, I say, yeah, Fortnite VR is always. My yeah. Fortnite God. gets to the VR mode, boom. I mean, it's going to be a billion kids oh, on overnight. There, but I mean, Chughead yeah, Gaming's totally. out of VR. Um, <laughs> well, we've, I, I'm, we, Ryan, I've talked. We really think that GTA Five is going to come out in with VR support. I mean, they're bringing out a remaster in the fall. Um, Rockstar says they're working on a on a VR game. I think that that makes a lot of sense to me for them. They did all the first person work to get the game running in first person. Like I just feel like they're not done milking that. Um, and I laugh at that because I I was joking with Eric for president because I was like, you know, I just see these lineups of people outside EB Games um, in Canada here and GameStop in the U.S. just going. Fuck VR. VR is a gimmick. I hate this shit. Meanwhile, they're sitting there with their PSVR 2 under their arm going, but like, I got to play Grand Theft Auto in VR. Like, I just, right. it's like, that's, it's the horse, it's the horse and the buggy conversation. Well, I think too, you're going to see uh, with Grand Theft Auto, I think you're going to see Grand Theft Auto 6 sooner than you think, right? Because remember that Grand Theft Auto 5 was a PS3 title. I originally completed that on my PlayStation 3. PS4 never even. Jeez own gta right so we are getting closer a lot closer to gta 6 and i think one of the reasons it's taking a little extra time besides the pandemic is that they're also building in uh vr well i think rockstar did say 2024 recently um they've also said that one of the reasons that they they uh this was something that they actually said they looked at do we do a grand theft auto 6 or do we do a red dead 2 and they said the reason they went Red Dead 2 was they looked at the current landscape of the of politics and political correctness and said, we just don't see how we can do a Grand Theft Auto game right now. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Whereas at least in Red Dead, they go, yeah, but you know, it was back then. They were all <laughs> racist. Yeah, yeah, it's okay <laughs> if it's, it's history. True, but so, I really I really think a huge part of this huge delay with this game is VR, I'm telling you. I mean, especially with with Sony, you know, Sony came out and said that they're going to be pushing people, yep. um, all of the AAA studios, and and they did. They bought Insomniac, right? And Insomniac, the, the previous two games before they were bought by Sony were both VR games. Um, then Sony picked them up, and the whole Spider-Man franchise, you know, um, hit gold. Um, I think you will almost definitely. Oh, they are totally working on a VR. I mean, if Sony's yeah. not doesn't have Insomniac's team. 
the guys who did the VR stuff working on a title, I'd be blown away. Grand Theft Auto Online in VR just makes too much sense to me. Kids would sit there and beat each other with baseball bats all day and just giving fingers to each other and just, man, <laughs> it'd just be so fun. It would. Um, it would be. It would be like a really relatable MMORPG that everyone wants to play. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to bring it back a little bit to, I guess, back to hybridization, I guess, as far as uh, Sony's hybridization of their VR games. Um, we talked about it last episode. Um, what does that mean to you guys? That's a good question because I don't know if that means just head tracking in a game or if it means full hand presence. And to me, it's not really VR if you don't have hands. But I can't imagine going forward that they're not going to be really pushing for real legit you know vr stuff um with hands and and all i think i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a big move sony has a lot of money that they can throw around you know they can guarantee these places x amount of money just by creating the the vr mode in the game and they'll just you know ship over that wheelbarrow full of money so if it's like if it's like a a game that is naturally controlled with the gamepad, I don't see that being a big problem, right? Like Trover Saves the Universe, for example. I was going to say Astrobot 2. Yeah, like perfect that. example. Platformers, you know, like easy, like VR mode or not. Like it doesn't change the game mechanics. You know, the thing about making a game work in VR and also not, of course, with the, we already know the problems with that, right? You basically have to make a whole new game for it to work with hand interactions. You can do all kinds of new stuff, reach your hand through walls to pull yourself through, you know, barriers and things like There's just all kinds of crazy shit that you have to think about when you make a VR game um, and have hand presence. So I would say that hybridization would be a a great idea for any game that isn't first person, you know, that you control your character with third person. You always do. You never have the desire to like embody that person because as soon as you do that and now I'm like stuck to a game pad, like I haven't finished resident evil seven and it's probably because I didn't have my hands. I probably would have continued to play that game. Otherwise. I mean, Tetris is another great example of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it was like, yeah, you want yeah, just do that in VR. Would you, um, Resident Evil 4 on the quest, that's kind of the counterpoint to your Res 7, which is interesting because it's like Resident Evil 8. Everybody wants to see that in VR. But if they had to rebuild it entirely. They didn't well, just get to hybridize it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, are, are they going to, and I feel like Resident Evil 8 is going to have to give you independent hands when they're doing it with Resident Evil 4. So it's not as easy as just doing head tracking, aiming like they did before. And I don't even know if that's going to be acceptable for PSVR 2 people. Okay. Uh, so Resident Evil 4 VR, would we consider that AAA VR? I kind of would. It is AAA. It's just yeah. AAA. AAA okay, sloppy okay. seconds. Yeah. So then I get, so on that note too, because que- um, that's going to be a Quest 2 only heads or um, game. That's the first game that's supposed to be Quest 2 only. Um, do we expect, I guess, um, you know, assuming this is the first of many uh, to come to the Quest 2 as far as Quest 2's only titles, um, do you think we'll see a big boost as far as um, um, uh, uh, graphical fidelity and just bigger game design for the Quest 2? Be- like, um, I'm just, my words are just escaping here. Will we see bigger, better games, um, noticeably bigger and better games for the Quest 2? Or is Resident Evil 4 maybe just like a weird kind of like just burp in this road we're in right now? I would say Resident Evil is probably a 
I would say it's maybe like a hint as to like the potential future of all of this stuff. You know, I mean, the there are so many, and this is kind of like the same point that I was making with Nintendo. Like, there's so many amazing games out there. You know, like I play old ass games all the time because I love them. You know, like there are old games that are absolutely phenomenal, and to be able to play them on my new TV, you know, in HD or whatever, like Skyward Sword HD, that's dope. Like, I love that. You know, keep the HD remasters coming. Give me more options to play these games that maybe I would have missed the opportunity to play. Right? Maybe Skyward. Sword is the only Zelda game you never got to play and now they just released it in HD it looks good on your TV you can use the joy cons like you're good to go similar situation with Resident Evil right I would not be sad if game companies continued to take old beautiful amazing AAA titles and rework them and have them work um, for VR users I think it's awesome and I would love to see more of it. I think the team beef as well is fantastic. Mm. How they've brought all the doom games in, you know, somebody, like somebody eat them up. Like I was like, why is no one <laughs> yeah, right? them and been like, right? Hey, guess what? Here's some money and you yep. do ports now. One like, of my favorite VR experiences so far has been uh Skyrim on PSVR, dude. Cause there's just so much there, like yep. huge world, so much to do, so many quests, like epic, huge, legit fucking single player game. And I that, think that plays in with what what I don't even remember who said it's probably Ryan, I think, that said that could be the difference between our holy crap moments with our PSVR and where people are with quest. Those experiences, that level of the the PSVR for all of its faults with its tracking and its moves is a much more ambitious console. If we want to call the headset a console than the quest is, it just is. It is much closer to the expectations. What's interesting. And I'm kind of going back here because I didn't get a chance to say it was I, one thing I find interesting is when I finally got my quest and I put it on, it wasn't the visuals that were making me going, Holy crap. Cause I did have some Holy crap moments. What it was, was, as a PSVR headset first, I was like, oh my God, it's just tracks and this mm-hmm. grip button. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I can just run around my living room. And I remember I was playing the ISS game, the free ISS game, and I'm floating through the spaceship. And I'm like, this, no wires. I'm like, this is amazing. That was my holy fuck moment. But I don't think that, but like that, I don't think left as much of an impact as, say, jumping into something like Skyrim might be for someone. That's an impact that I think really sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one thing here, a question for you guys. And Ryan, you and I didn't talk on this either. I've been thinking about our last episode. Hybrid titles. I'm like, I, I, I like throwing a kind of devil's advocate. I'm wondering, are we looking at it the wrong way and misreading what they're saying? Because we keep thinking, well, we're pushing hybrid titles. And so we're thinking that they're going to God of War and going, hey, guys, you need to have a VR mode in this. I'm like, that's what we're kind of all kind of talking about. Like, is that what Sony's getting at? I'm actually wondering, you know, is Sony actually going to developers that are making a VR game and going, Hey, you should probably make a flat version too. So I think the other way, I I don't (laughs) think that's the case because it sounds less impressive, but I think of something like, like if, if I'm Sony and I'm going, I'm trying, we, we really want to make, this a lot more financially feasible for developers then so maybe it's kind of that pressure like i think of the persistence it's like yeah there's a game that were, that has had some success in flat and it's like hey guys just maybe when you're developing it 
you keep that in mind that you could also spin this off as a flat version and get up your numbers and multiplayer, you know, so maybe flat people can play with you like rec room. You know, I just wonder if that's another way of looking at the hybrid aspect of like to cover their asses financially. It doesn't sound as exciting as what we all assumed it was. And we've I, seen lots of devs do that, though. I mean, we've seen countless devs release their game in VR and then a year later release their game flat. It's usually out of necessity, though. Yeah. Not so what if, what if they, because I remember seeing some patents that might allude to this that I'm about to say. What if by hybrid, they mean, hey, guys, so you're making this VR game. We need the, the people in the room with that guy to also be able to play with him. You know, like not like sequestering yep. the person in the headset and now they're in this own world by themselves. You know, maybe like the Takelings house party style version or, you know, like one of those games where it's like one person's in the headset, but then someone with a controller on the couch is also able to play co-op with them oh. or to participate or something like that. You're probably onto something because I can see the commercials right now when they start advertising the PSVR 2. And the whole family and the friends are on the couches looking at the TV going, oh, my mm-hmm. God. They're like the throwing stuff at them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like playroom yeah, type stuff. We've seen it, though. We, we've seen it this gen. Uh, like, you know, the first the record or the uh, the playroom there, the playroom for PlayStation was a, was a like play with your friends. Look at your drug as a dinosaur mm-hmm. running through the streets. I don't think that's taken off nearly as well as. Like really anything. I don't like as far as social gaming. One VR player and everyone else around you playing. I mean, there are great games that do like utilize that. But I think for the most part, I think that seems. I don't know if I that would be my focus, just because VR still. You know, it's a very personal experience, and I understand the need to integrate the rest of the room. You know, there's there's plenty of games that you know party modes are in tons tons of games, but for that to be a focus, I don't think is. I don't think anyone's going to care about that if they're buying a VR headset. It's a great perk to have after the yeah. fact. And obviously, if your game has that and you can, that's great. But I think as a selling point, I don't know if if, if that would be one for me that'd be like, oh, hey, look, you can play with your friends. Like, I don't want to share. I'm, I, I'm, like, not take, I'm not taking this off. This is mine. Like, I'm thinking of the Nintendo commercials, and I don't think I've ever had anyone come up to me with their Switch going, hey, man, check this out. Put it on the table. We're playing out Joy-Con. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right in the sidewalk. Woo! I mean, I, I think it would be a bad choice for them to put their priority on that because the whole push seems to be like, like, like Ryan has said, a good play for Sony would be. I and we talked about this. I would give anything to see Sony bring back the Crash Bandicoot commercials of Crash outside of like Nintendo's office in the yeah. outfit <laughs> going, but like out of Oculus. Hey, Oculus, yeah. <laughs> see what you got, and then turn around and be like, "You want to see what we got?" And only on PlayStation VR too. And then it's just like Ryan has said, "I'm totally aping you," but just like banger after banger after banger, triple A, triple A, like just gorgeous titles that you're just not going to play on your quest. I mean, that's the way to do it, and I think that's probably where the marketing is going to skew. As like, I think they'd be smart to go. This is next gen VR. Because something that I, I think when I think about the Sony thing, it's a pretty big move that Sony's doubling down on VR again. Because financially, probably didn't make a lot of sense for them. Although I think they made a good chunk of money on the software side of things. Mm-hmm. 
You but know, still, the top 10 lists are still games that came out five years ago. But I, I just mean, it's, feel it's like crazy. people don't talk enough about the fact that if Sony is getting back into VR, they're not coming to fuck around. And they've learned a lot of mistakes. They they made they they you know they overpromised and underdelivered on games because they didn't realize how hard they were to make or the expectations around people buying it. I think they are coming in there as a much wiser company, and so I'm really interested to see like lessons learned because mm-hmm. and th- maybe this will be the question I'll leave you guys with as we get close to an hour. What do you, how do you think the VR market moving forward into 2022? And 2023, I think, because they're going to be huge VR years with probably another Valve Index as well. What? How can the VR industry properly get people's expectations in check? Like we always talk about, like commercials don't do it. You got to put a headset on someone's head, and you can kiosks can only go so far, and you can lie to people in commercials. But like, do you guys like? What do you? What's the answer? You got anything? <laughs> You want to start, Skiva? Oh, boy. How about you start? I will. So <laughs> I have hated, like you meant, you kind of touched on this earlier, Chris, but I have hated the way that commercials have tried to portray what it's like to go into VR because it's the same exact fucking way that they've been trying to portray what it's like to play their stupid video game console. You know, like the commercial is just some kid sitting on a couch and then he picks up a controller. Whoa. And then his whole world changes, you know, now there's a whale swimming in front of him, you know, like they did that shit before VR was even remotely close to involved. And then when I see the Skyrim commercials puts on the headset, Oh, there's a dragon. And he's like fighting the dragon. It's like, you didn't tell people no, but like for real though, <laughs> you know, like, no, but for real, like, it's not, it's not like, Hey, we're making it like, check out the intensity of our gaming platform. Like, no, no, you're fucking there. Like they need to like really lean into the presence of it, you know, like not just, Oh, like, like, whoosh, we'll show somebody put on the headset and then the world changes around them. Like, no, 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 no. People aren't going to get it with that. You need to like shake them and be like, you have never done anything like this. Prepare to (laughs) seriously have your mind blown. No, like seriously, you know, like if they don't get behind it and like really, really fucking sell the transformative abilities of VR, people might not, the commercials might not land, right? Like you might not be able to portray it. Like, I think it's going to require a little bit of passion a little bit less like normal marketing you know tactics and a little bit of just like authentic like emotional like hey this is fucking life-changing shit not just games wow so, counterpoint to that though is like sony's marketing execs could turn around and be like but dude we had the guy melting into the floor and like his carpet gave away and he was in this world and we showed you his face you saw how excited he was. I showed you that. It's like I, whatever. Compare it to a commercial from the early two thousands from a PlayStation, you know, whatever, like an early PlayStation commercial, and I guarantee you they'll be showing similar levels of immersion for the experience. Totally, you're totally right. Man, except I, for the except for this motion, it's yes, yeah, totally exactly. the same thing. Totally. I think I don't know. it's going to take some genius marketing. It's going to take a lot that, you know, we, we got 6 million quests out there. We got five, 6 million PSVRs out there. I think people are now starting to get into these things and try them out. And kids are starting to figure out that this is the next thing. 
right? So I, I think uh, dropping this next amazing headset and really putting some marketing dollars behind it, putting some going out and you know setting up some kiosks if they have to, or in-store demos or whatever the case may be. Because you know, I know, I know, like Alex, you you uh, first tried PSVR in like a Best Buy or something. Yep. Uh, one of those things right so like that's that's a that's a huge thing walking through the kids like mom i want to try this mom come on i want to try this right, you throw them in there and then all of a sudden then oh my god mom tries it oh my god holy crap how much is this oh wow you know, i just like, have this image of alex just losing his fucking shit in the best buy dude holy oh my god have you I guys like, tried this any of you in my face no i mean like there's an actual fucking dragon in my <laughs> Give it back to me. I'm not getting out of this. <laughs> oh my god. I sat there, dude. I'm I like looked. I was like, can I please go hand. again? I did like four or five experiences because there was no line. Nobody else was there. I was like, oh my god, yes, I'm staying here. And I was there for a good amount of time. It was lovely. So I just figured out an answer to that question, actually, thinking, you know what we haven't seen um is VR commercials for games. Where you actually can like watch, or even even on your phone, as far as a 360 video, where you can like scroll around and see. I remember watching a clash and cl- a clash of clans. I'm a kind of a, I have a clash of clans guy, but they released the 360 VR short like one minute commercial thing for their game, and you were like on top of the castle as there was an attack. It was a stupid whatever, but like in VR, I was like, oh my god, this is actually pretty freaking cool to see. And I I don't even know if it was fully VR, if it was just 360, but either way, it still worked as far as being like this is pretty slick. We have not we we have yet to see. That kind of advertising. If you're advertising a VR game, why not advertise? The, why not make a VR trailer where you can actually like look around for a minute and just see what they're showing you? But that, that doesn't seems help. Like a that brilliant doesn't idea. help get the people who don't have access to a VR headset. But even making them 360 though, like I'm saying, even making the commercial 360 now, where you actually like kind of see it, like you can still, even though it's just scrolling around. Like I understand that like, there's a there's a huge barrier of entry between flat and VR. But if you make a 360 video where you can actually scroll, you, even your phone, you can do that now, where you can do your this with your phone and rotate it, and you can see the entire movie that someone's created. I I think that would be a pretty slick way to do a VR commercial. I don't know. Maybe do you not think it feels gu- a little bit? A little bit gimmicky. I mean, I hate to like, but you're selling the gimmick. You are selling them on the gimmick of VR because if you don't love VR like we do, like if you haven't tried VR yet in five years, it's a gimmick to you. It's you're not you're not waiting for the next. It's a gimmick. That's what you're saying. You are selling the gimmick, and then once once you get past that, someone that has a VR headset, right? I mean, it's if when you look at the numbers, is not. It's not a VR headset in every other house, right? You you might not ever get to try it, and so by now you think, ah, forget it. I don't need that thing, you know, but just because you have 360 commercial on my phone. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't work. I don't know, but I've never seen anyone try it. I, I think your idea is, I think it's a cool idea. I think it would be a neat idea to do in conjunction with like, it's just, it would be a neat gimmicky idea to like throw just to be cool. Um, but I don't see it being like the answer. Don't shoot on my dreams. Sorry, man. Hey, can I, can I digress real quick? And I want to correct a number I threw out there because I was I was kind of browsing after because I, I know I'm going to get crucified in the comments. So it's more about a, a million and a half headsets. Okay. I uh, actually thought that, but I was like, oh, shit, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I got a little excited there. It's about a million and a half. That That's can- still a quarter. That's still 25% of users who in the last six or what, eight months, the Quest 2, the Quest 2 has been out for eight, nine months now. So in that time, we're seeing a quarter of that population gravitate towards a more powerful console. Like that's a big number. Yep. I just want to, I did want to clarify though, because yeah, I know people will be like, ah, fuck this guy. Get the torches. Yeah. We never get our facts wrong in this. It's a good thing you corrected yourself. <laughs> well, Skiva, did you have a, what do you think? How do, how do they... 
how do they sell this? It's tough, dude. It's really tough because you can't just show it on a commercial like everything else in the world, right? Like you can't, I don't, it's tough. I, I, I think like I was saying that you have to have, you have to be more aggressive with your sales tactics. You have to be in more Best Buys. You have to be in more stores. You have to do a lot of these things, right? And, but, but we're also in a better place because of how many headsets there are out there now. Now you do have a little bit better of a chance of knowing somebody that has one, right? And trying it out and going, oh, this is the Quest 2. Okay, well, what's coming out now is supposed to be light years better than this. So I can barely imagine what that's going to be like. Right. So, but their marketing department's going to have to really step it up. Think of new and interesting ways to get this stuff onto people's faces because really that's what it takes. You get, you get content and then you start putting people in these things and telling them, Oh, resident evils in there and this is in there and, you know, grand theft auto is coming out with this and, you know, then it's going to sell headsets, but you got to get, you got to get people to try it. You just got to. And, and I think, I think one of the reasons or, or one of the ways to do that is to somehow eliminate all these crap, bullshit, um, poison of the well, threed off garbage experiences that are out there where you pay 20, 30 bucks and you sit in a pod with a three off headset and get, oh, we bitched about the see episode 33. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, a lot of it is you got to get rid of all that crap too. Right. And stop showing like telling people that that's where VR is because it's not. And it can't mess your hair. If you're going to have mall kiosks, the headset can't mess hair because honestly, people won't try it. If yeah, they can see, if they see that on top, they'll be like, uh, no, no, I'm still in the mall. That's got, true. It, no, that's, that's legitimate. I'm telling you, like, like, that's legitimate. Like have a, a tighter head strap or something, but if it wrecks your hair, you've already lost like 60% of who's going to try that because they're like, well, I'm still in the mall. And the last thing I want is a giant crease or like your whole forehead pushed back if it's PlayStation. I, that's it's serious. I'm deadly serious on that. Here's the other. Here's the other way we got to sell VR. Right? Is I feel like a lot of people I've talked to got into VR because porn. They're like, oh my god, I need to know what porn is like in this thing. Like we've talked to people that are like, yeah, porn. Oh, you know? dude, it's yeah, that's a real thing. I yeah, mean, real. the porn industry is what. Push Blu-ray past HD DVD. Don't ever underestimate that. Yeah. That's the one thing we said Sony needs to make sure works on with PSVR too. Is like make sure you have a browser that can visit those sites. You don't gotta don't advertise it. Don't say you can do it. All you gotta do is just make sure it works. The community will take care of that. No, rest. all they need to do is just like on the box of the PSVR two, just a little logo in the bottom corner, just says like Pornhub. That's it. I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> yeah, that People are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but here's the thing i see commercials i think like you can only do so much with commercials you just i mean you can ramp up the excitement i mean you could just get your you get your actors just like cracked up on on like meth and just like like go alex's style and just be like um but you can only (laughs) make it so exciting to people um i mean oculus is proof of that and i think that the problem with that in the past has been that VR has rarely met the expectations that they're trying to show in the commercials. And so it always is kind of a lie. Like, I mean, people like us get in and go, oh, okay, this is pretty awesome anyways. But it's still always selling a little bit of a lie. I think that VR is getting to that point with the more, like I'm thinking with the PSVR 2 and PC continuing to grow, that gets easier to go, no guys, the, this is what it looks like. This is the game. I think that's one way. I don't think kiosks is realistic anymore. I think that it's expensive. You can only reach so many people. And I think post-COVID, it's just not going to fly anymore. A lot of people are going to be like, ooh. Yeah, the COVID oh, no, but it was sanitary. Uh, 
I don't you know. Wipes. Do I think I, I think it's going to be a thing. I think they're just not going to. I just don't think it's going to be feasible. I think that the two biggest in my head um, opportunities that they that they have um, is one is what we talked about. You got either got to do a push or a pull, and I think that they've been pushing as hard as they can. But the one thing they got to do now is focus on the pull, and that is someone's got to spend the money, a lot of money, and get the Grand Theft Auto VR, get the Call of Duty VR, and, and then it, not, and then not fuck it up. Like and make it only VR, right? So you have to go in and try it. Like, well, I ooh, that's, that's sure. bold. But see, but that bold. actually leads me to my second thing that I actually think is crucial is that I feel like we've seen pushback even in the games uh, journalism industry. Like, uh, I don't like VR. It's different. And I just makes it, me sick. Yeah. And so now <laughs> I hate it because it's change. And I don't like being told I have to play that Call of Duty. Like, I don't know if that is going to like, I think people are going to be like, Half your country won't go get the goddamn vaccine because they're being told to and they don't like it. <laughs> but it's like, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, just, I think that that might actually be a weird approach. I Alternatively, I think the way that Sony needs to go about this, besides having just a title that people just absolutely cannot not play in VR, is, uh, is, tr- is what they're going with, is that idea of hybrid titles. And I, I think of Star Wars Squadrons. I was sitting in a, in, a, in a group of guys getting ready to go into online combat. And I mentioned that I was in a, in a VR headset. And they're like, oh, dude, how is that? And I said, it's pretty awesome. I said, you're looking at an X-Wing on your screen. I'm in one. And the guy was like, fuck. And I was like, you're going to check that out, aren't you? You're going to find someone that has a headset. I think that is also how you win them over. Like I think of Call of Duty is a good example. If they have commercials where there's a guy sitting on his couch, he's got a headset mic on and he's just getting ready to jump into Call of Duty and they show his flat screen character, you know, getting ready to like load his shit on. And then they flash to the guy in VR who's like literally like loading his gun and like getting geared mm-hmm. up and putting showing the difference. Yeah, and showing them like and and like the one guy's like pushing out there and and the other guy's just like ah yeah, they can't do that. They're not gonna shit on their flat gaming community. I right. think but I think <laughs> like play Call of Duty guys. You're right. <laughs> You're right. That is that is a flaw in the logic. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it it Yeah. We that get it. That is a flaw, though. That is a flaw. You can't make it look not cool when you're hybridizing games, because if you do that, then you're making your game look <laughs> not good. So they can't do that. It has to be, has to be. oh my god, this is a chart. This is crazy. Oh my god, this is a chart. This is a VR. You're excited no matter what. That's, that's the only way you can sell it is just by overselling it. Well, oh, that's not going to work. But I mean... You, you don't know. It might work. You don't know, Alex. <laughs> you don't know. But you know, coming full circle, I mean, maybe we've already answered the question. It's an expectation thing, and maybe it, it's a, it's as simple as we just have to get the indies, and we have to have your quests and your PSVRs, and we just have to bide our time until VR gets to where expectations are. And maybe there's just no way around that. There's something about VR that um, is truly profound. You know, it's it's really what is the basis for us even starting our podcast called Between Realities, starting up this September. 
Um, I'm gonna ask you that when next season started. Say, we're gonna start up next month. Yep, we're we're about ready to to get up and running. Um, but you know, it really did spawn out of backyard conversations between Skeva and I, really realizing that it's not just like games. You know, like I have games. I have so many games. I have a Switch. I have played. Like I have. I've got. I've got it all. So I don't play VR to play games. You know, like it's more than that. It's the ability to like truly transport you. It's the ability to connect with others and feel like you're in the same room and share energy and share space, even though you're not together. Like there are all of those aspects of VR that I think are the most profound aspects of it that might be the hardest to convey and the hardest to teach. So I hope that more people as we move into the future, start to understand some of this. And um, I think when that the public perception changes of it, just being a a new way to play games um, into something else, maybe a new way to be right. And like a new way to experience reality, then people will maybe put a little bit more, um, a little bit more stock into the experiences that they have. I think the pandemic helped with that a bit. Yeah. I think some people started to really respect like, Oh shit, this might be the only way I actually see or hang out with my, my friend. Like, I mean, you guys have heard me say like Jason and I are close friends and I've never met him. Um, and when we meet in rec room, I give him a little virtual hug. I, it's just like, haven't seen you in a while, man. How's it going? And it's like, haven't seen you. Yeah, whatever. It's like, it feels real. Um, and I'm not the social guy. Um, for me, I guess where you talk about the profound thing as someone who ever since I was a little kid has dealt with, depression and anxiety and has always been the consummate dreamer and the and looking for escapism and the guy who loves sci-fi and just wanted always wanted just looking to just like have my reality i guess different as sad as that might sound it's like to me vr is like how could this ever be a gimmick it's like you get to live in these worlds like never mind even just like is the gameplay good and how could you not want to be in these worlds? Like, no, it's a, it's escapism, man. And like, I mean, no matter how big my screen is, those games on my TV, I always feel far away from them. I'm I'm used to being in them now. It's the next level escapism. It's the next level, and it's not just like the next level. It's like, like I said, it's it's a whole new it's a whole new reality. It's virtual reality, but it's a whole new reality and a way to experience everything. And that's why I mean, coming back to our whole central point here, like that's why I want to see the AAA return because I want to be back in these. I want to be like Half Life Alex again. I haven't had a game like that since then. And it's just like I I want I want the next crazy immersive game and i need that now and i mean obviously i'll wait a year if i have to wait a year for sure but i mean i just i want i want more vr i want the more more of the best vr as fast as i can but you know sorry go ahead go back uh, about the how are we going to market this too i think we've been ignoring the the monster in the corner too this giant mecca three trillion dollar company that's about to enter this industry right because you get a company like apple who who could put out anything. And if there's an Apple logo on it, the Apple clan is going to buy it. Right. And I'm not saying that their first headset is going to be this huge success, right? Because they, even they have very limited expectations because of their price and this and that. But if, if there's one thing Apple can do, they can market the hell out of anything. They are some of the best people with advertising I've ever seen in my life. Right. And these guys are going to come out with an Apple headset that is like, Oh, this isn't for gamers. This is for you. This is for you to connect with people, right? Yeah. This is 
for you to to enter different worlds and to experience things in life that you've never experienced before. Those guys are going to come out and they're going to absolutely crush it with the marketing. And they, if nothing else, will put the idea of virtual reality in front of more people that has ever been reached before. And, you know, because right now a lot of people still virtual reality. Oh, what's that? Not instant credibility too. It's like, right, no, right. It's, not, it's not a, okay. It's not a gimmick anymore. Right. Apple's doing it. Yeah. I, you're right. The Apple thing is huge. And it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the lying beast. I also mm. think that also, I think that's also relates with Microsoft. I just, if the PSVR does too, does well. There's no way they're not gonna, I mean, they've got their hands in it already with mixed reality. Yeah. There's no way they're not gonna, the and the and the Series X could do it too. Like I, I think that that's really? another huge question mark. They're just waiting for everyone else to do the work. Totally, right? they did some work. They put out the MR stuff, and they're like, uh, well, let's hold back. And you know, with micro, you can't take you can't take that as a failure because Microsoft makes more money in an hour from their cloud services and their business services than VR will ever provide them. Oh, right. Yeah. At least for the next decade. Right. So you can't even, you know, for them to sit back and go, Oh, let's let Apple and Sony and, and Facebook and all these other companies handle the building of this, of this giant thing that's about to happen. Right. Because, you know, cause they just have their hands in everything. They, they see more money than, you know, than, than the mint. So, well, heck they were talking about, for a couple of years back there, they were actually talking about, there was some new leadership that was talking about separating, selling off the brand of Xbox. Like it's not yeah. a priority for them. Right, so, right. And, and yeah. that, and that right. Video games is an industry that dwarfs Hollywood. And if they're making so much money that Xbox isn't even enough to really be like, that's not even worth our time. It's because guys, they, they make, like I used to sell Microsoft Azure and ser servers in the cloud and business solutions and bringing people into the cloud age, right? They make more money in that in an hour than Xbox will make in its lifetime. It's insane. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at Alex there and I was thinking about the, um, the, the whole like kind of like, vr that impacts you in a way that's like not just gaming and i actually had that moment recently we talked about these oh fuck moments um i finally got around to putting going into um google earth vr oh dude Legit. and i just remember like i was just like oh my god oh my god this is insane and just that in that moment it was just like and like my dad my 77 year old dad i was like dad who has no interest in VR. I was like, just put this on. I'm like, I'm just going to, let me just take you for a little tour here. And he, he like, he worked in Africa for a couple of years and he was sitting and I took him to Africa and he was like, Oh my God, there's the university I worked at. I was like, yeah, you want to see the front door? Whoop. He was like, Oh my God. Like his mind was, it just, he couldn't even comprehend. He's like, how are you doing this? <laughs> mm hmm. Such an underrated experience, right? Google Earth is mind-bending, especially since they added all the 3D modeling and all the yep. cities and like doing all the landscapes and, and the and the major attractions that people travel to see. Dude, I I seriously, I went in Google Earth once and I flew around looking for a beautiful place in the world. I found this beach in Costa Rica, right? And I bought tickets and brought my whole family there, and we had the best vacation of our life. Cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's cool.
Yeah. That's and like cool. literally this, this place wasn't even close to the airport. It was like a three and a half hour drive into the middle of freaking nowhere, Costa Rica, but it was the most mind boggling experience we've ever had. I mean, and it was literally from just going into Google earth and that translated into real life, actual amazing experience. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very slick. Yeah. Just wait till you get to put on a VR headset and go take a look around Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, guys, I look outside and, and Arizona is very close to Mars. It's yeah, Mars. right. Yeah, and there's, there's the two aliens with us right here. Um, yeah, and speaking of that, uh, everyone watching, thanks. If you're still with us, thanks again. This is a good conversation. And uh, these are between realities, two hosts. And uh, guys, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, not just Absolutely. as uh, not just as friends and VR uh, enthusiasts, but also as, you know, um, another podcast it's always great to to just i don't know come together it's just like i i love that like there is something about the vr community that i have found very special there is it's it's not all types of people um at least not in the in the community that i surround myself with there's like a lot of good people and it's really yeah. nice to be able to have another podcast uh on there and like and just talk vr it's just a wonderful thing um for those of you again who uh might be new to our show um like the video if you like it subscribe if you want to see more um we have a podcast as well like i mean this obviously this is a podcast but if you want to consume us consume! in audio form uh <laughs> we are on all the major podcasts uh sites download it listen to it we are on there all the episodes one through 34 um guys where can they find you that's between realities starting September every Friday um, on YouTube, youtube.com slash between realities. It's also available on all of the major podcast uh, platforms. Skiva and I are both active on Twitter. So you can find me at Alex VR with some underscores, whatever under just search Alex VR. And you'll also find Skiva S K E E V A as well. Um, we're out there. We'd love to chat with you guys. It has been a pleasure being on this show thank you guys so much we love the vr community um you know our bread and butter really is bringing new awesome people from the community onto our show every single time we do one um so this is what we love to do man we love chatting with other people who love the same stuff that we love and uh it's been a pleasure and an honor thank you so much guys i've, I've been watching both of you guys for like ever so this is such a cool it's a cool experience just to sit here and talk to you guys on on your own show um, I really appreciate it. I'm honored. Um, thank you. And for anyone, Vice versa. yeah. And if anyone hasn't subscribed to this channel, please do. These guys are amazing. They do a lot for the VR community and, uh, thank you guys for having us really appreciate well, it's it. Kind of funny how things work out. Isn't it? In the fact that like you said that like, uh, that Ryan and I were kind of doing our channels and you guys saw that earlier on and then you guys do a podcast and then you inspire us to do a podcast. Um, amazing. Hi. <laughs> kind of neat how it works out uh <laughs> and for those of you watching thanks again for watching us watching them and supporting vr and uh we will catch you on the next video everyone say goodbye goodbye bye bye <laughs> see y'all